0: Hello friends, this is Gris Alves and welcome to Tales of Recovery. Today is a hard day, sort of. This is um, Mother's Day in Mexico today. And so I'm sitting here thinking about recording a little bit about mothers and recovery from mothering or having a mother that maybe didn't really um, do her emotional work and then dished out some of that onto her children. And it's a hard topic. Nobody wants to talk about it, and I may or not ever even put this out into the universe. So if you're listening to this, it means that, well, we went for it. And so here it is. I'm going to talk some reality stuff about mothers, the mothers that I've seen and the effect that you subliminally or not, or awareness or uh, with awareness or not, um, what you do as a mother to your children when you have a baby for yourself. So, you know, sometimes my friends are like, oh my God, I'm having a baby. And I think, well, good. That baby is not yours. That child that you're going to have is a child of its own. You will take care of it and enjoy the baby and have fun and hopefully create a relationship of health and not some symbiotic agreement that you are now having this baby to make you feel better or to have um, a void in your life filled. And my personal experience with my mom is she's a wonderful mom don't make me wrong of course of course she's great and very adventurous and um, taught us to travel and to dance and to have fun and um, was always there for us but I'm talking today about the underlying emotional needs that if you don't have met then you expect your children to meet and that's just exhausting it's exhausting And the expectations that I don't know how old your mother is or where she grew up, you know, my mom and her sister and her grandma and all those other ladies were super duper conservative, super duper repressed in the sense of you are going to be like your worth is be pretty, be thin, be interesting and find a happy husband And what will society say? And it was all, a lot of it was based on performance. And so, you know, when I grew up, a lot of my mom's friends, most of them didn't really go to college because you just kind of were bred to just, you know, get married and have a nice, and run a home, which is, I mean, that's a lot of work, to be honest. That's an art in itself. And... Interestingly enough, though, her brothers are all... Like, all my uncles are very successful attorneys. Hold on. Let me let the dog in because he's... Okay. The dog is taken care of now. Um, As I was saying, the brothers are all attorneys, MBAs, blah, blah, blah. And the girls were like, well, you're going to go get married. Or they didn't choose to actually speak up and, and go... I don't know. Go to college. Get a job. Do something before just going to find a husband so that you can get out of your home, right? And it's just a lot of the what's been going on my mind right now is how we're domesticated and socially conditioned to do a specific thing. And not all of that is bad, but I do believe if you don't realize what you're here to do in this earth, if you don't do the internal work that you're supposed to do, if you don't take care of your emotional needs, it's really easy to just throw out that pain to others, people at work, your your partner, spouse, whatever, um, your siblings, but in particular, your children, or the dog who is just so annoying and won't stop barking while I'm trying to record this. I am about to go unload my issues on him. No, just kidding. Um, anyway, back to the mother thing. So a lot of my friends have mothers that, you know, sit up straight, honey. You're, you know, what's up with those pounds? You better be, you know, you know, you can't be fat. Or why aren't you friends with so-and-so? How about you try this? How about you try that? And they put you in all these classes and things that are really for them. Uh, wouldn't it be fun if we actually ask the kid, what does the child like to do? Yeah, I mean, you know, you try a lot of things out for them when they're little and this. And maybe they, maybe you ask them what is something you're really passionate about. And watch, observe very carefully that you're so loving this little person that's in your life now because they're a little person and they're a human and not because they're reading the encyclopedia in kindergarten and ha, 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 so-and-so isn't reading it or because they're meeting the 90 percentile of what everybody else maybe isn't meeting yet, you know? It's all so competitive, and there's so much performance approval-based love, and maybe this doesn't resonate with you. Maybe it does, but I think nobody wants to talk about it because, well, don't talk bad about your mother. That's just not right, and it's not that I'm talking bad. I'm stating a fact here. It's a fact because I don't want to do this to my kids either, but... Um, I'm assuming to a degree I am doing it because it's hard to get the wiring transformed and allow the children to grow and glow and talk to them, coach them, walk alongside them instead of having these expectations of you need to fit in this box, right? And you need to be do well in everything, get straight A's. Um, hang out with the right people, never get in trouble, make me shine, because if you shine, I shine. And when you don't shine, then I look like an idiot. And no, you don't. You look like a normal person because nobody shines all the time, right? And, you know, um, I mean, anybody else has a mother that calls them like 20 times a day? Anybody? Um I mean, I know some people don't have any relationship with their mom, and they're like, "Well, you're so lucky because at least your mom talks to you." Well, yeah, and I can see the lucky part of it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the, the The point of speaking about this is just to create an awareness of some of the expectations you have. Like, I'm, you know, I'm a wellness coach, and I have some mothers call me and they want me to coach their teenagers because they want them to be healthy and then not really they just want them to look thin and so I start meeting with these girls that are lovely and so full of life and so excited about lots of things and so tired because all they're doing is homework until one in the morning and trying to do sports and getting ready for the dance but also they need to lose this weight because their mamas want them to be thin And, you know, I start working with them and I have them journal about how they feel and what their dreams are and what their goals are and how to have healthy daily practices. You know, gratitude practices and writing down what they liked about themselves that day, what they told to their bodies that day. Thank you, body, because I give and receive love. Thank you, body, because I'm It's a gift to have breath and go have fun with my friends and enjoy this book that I'm reading and the flowers that are outside in the garden versus, well, my mom thinks I need to fit into that size four because the prom is coming and I need to look hot, you know? If that's a choice that you you dream about, whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that's something that you're doing to please your mother... Mothers, please don't do this to your children. You know, have nutritious and beautiful home at the house. That's an art to have nutritious food and healthy choices. And part of the whole nourishing, obviously, is having the food look appetizing and pretty and setting a table and having a calm, lovely temperature in the, in the house. Temperature as in mood temperature. And allowing the kids to come and go and having good options. But to just tell your kids that they need to be super thin is so damaging. I mean, the, the need for a kid when they're young to have the approval of the parents is so, so deep. And I'm just asking everybody to have an awareness of this need. You know, love your kids no matter what. If they didn't read before they got to first grade then love them anyways, you know? If they are a few pounds overweight, well, take them to exercise um, with you, you know? Go swimming at the beach with them and maybe create an environment of, we're going to go take a lesson on how to do good cooking and lead by example, but to, to have these expectations of you have to be thin, you have to do this, you have to do that, that just sucks. That's the number one point. Number two point is, if you didn't realize your dreams or you don't have an amazing relationship with your with your partner or there's some things you didn't like about your mom and dad, look into it. Journal about it. Write down some bullet points of things that maybe affected you. Go in there and try to realize, do I have core wounds? Everybody has core wounds. Oh my God. That's what we come here to do is to learn about these core wounds and how to transform them. If you're not aware of those You're dishing them out, and it's going to be coming back to bite you in the booty. And my my sister and I and my brother are currently going through a situation that is a little hard because my mom's been sick for a few months, and this vibrant, powerful, controlling woman who did whatever she wanted and... um, was always on the go and back and forth all of a sudden is like she can't drive and she just has kind of slowed down a lot and maybe that's just what happens when you get old and so now we're in a situation where a lot of the things maybe we didn't see when we were younger are popping up things that were you know because you know what happens is you're like oh my life is great I mean she didn't We didn't get beat up and we, you know, um, we had a roof over our head and we had a lot of food and it was fine. Yes, of course it was fine. What I'm saying is, can we go deeper? Can you look down? It's easy to see, well, oh my gosh, if a mother was whipping you with a whip and if she was never home and if she fed you glass, well, yeah, that's obvious. You know, the Mommy Dearest movies are obvious, but there is, um, it's okay. What I'm saying is, it's okay to say or to think or to process issues that you have with your mom. And maybe you don't need to tell her straight out because maybe she just doesn't have the courage to look at it. And maybe that's just my own issue, right? My issues are my issues. I'm not going to go tell anybody else what their issues are. My issue is that I am processing this out, but I think it's good to talk about why you impose things on your children. Is that making sense? I'm thinking it's making sense. So a lot of times, like I had where some of my friends were in recovery, and when you you know, get a one or two or three years sober, your family comes in. They listen to everybody. These meetings are powerful. I mean, these are people's lives being transformed because they come in every day and they talk about the reality in their life, and their heart, in their mind. They process their emotions. The healing that happens in these meetings. If you've never been to a meeting, well, I mean, the shit gets real in there and it's so powerful and it's so beautiful. And then a family member comes in a year later and they listen to everybody, and then you leave the room and they, instead of saying, Wow, you know, I, I didn't know you had all this pain, um, wow, I'm so glad you're. Well, obviously, they're all glad you're sober, right? But do they read the Al Anon? Do they go, and Al Anon is just for family members of people that are. Struggling from addiction or alcoholism, if you didn't know, but a lot of the comments are like, "Oh, I can see why some of those other people might need this program, but you, you had everything. I can't believe you would go to the, you know, completely in denial of the subliminal messages or, or the underlying expectations of, or for whatever reason your your kid was in pain." You know, I have this great teacher who is uh, a therapist and a cultural rebellion, amazing dude from Mexico, Who his name is Cesar Valera, and he once explained to us in a class that we're taking on spiritual and emotional intelligence. He works with a lot of addicts and alcoholics, and he just said something really beautiful, in my opinion, was that the kids that turn to drugs are so much more sensitive to, to life that is just so hard that you just turn to drugs because you cannot deal with how you're wired as body to sense all of these emotions, right? You're so, so so and I just thought, you know that's kind of a good way to see things because you know in my family, my sister and my brother, they didn't they didn't choose to medicate like I did. Um, it was just interesting to me what he said. Uh, I do believe that, we, that we're, as humans, so... S- s- I don't know how to say the word in English. In Spanish, is sensible. <laughs> Maybe it is sensitive and aware of these things that are happening. And so you just choose to go and not, not feel that pain. And it doesn't have to be a horrible, brutal pain. Pain is pain. And... Um, me because we were like, we were like in a small town and uh the pressure to perform was more aware, more visible and you know i mean i checked out of that very quickly i was with musicians and artists and going to um sweat lodges and traveling and so you know checking out Enjoying the freedom, wildest could be since I was young. Because I've always known that this wasn't the right thing. And it was amazing to know and to do what you wanted. But there's always that underlying issue of, what's up with the mother? So anyway, if you're a mother today, happy Mother's Day. Even though I don't think I'm going to post this on Mother's Day. But please look inwards and... Accept your kids for who they are. They're, the, they're God's kids. They're not even our kids. You know? They're uh, not here to meet your emotional needs. They're not. And my mom is so needy. My parents are so needy. They're lovely people, but they're so needy. I've, I mean, I've had to train my kids since they were five or six or seven. Oh, my grandma wants me to kiss her 50 million times. And to this I said, you tell your grandmother that you love and respect her, but that you are not responsible for her emotional needs. And my little seven, eight-year-old did. I mean, they're teenagers now, but my mom came and said to me one time, your child said that he wasn't responsible for emotional needs. Well, well, he's not. You are. (laughs) I am responsible for my needs. And it's okay to make mistakes, but, you know, you're not here to feed somebody else's unfed heart we're here to compliment each other as we grow and heal and to to enjoy each other's company to laugh and have fun but not to you to be somebody else's drug no 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 um so as i process this and talk about this i've been able to now see my mom for who she is, you know, a soul, a beautiful, beautiful soul, lovely spirit, um, who did the best she could and is still doing the best she can. Um, But boundaries have been very helpful. No, mom, you can do that on your own. No, mom, don't call me 17 times a day. Maybe call a friend or your husband or or the other sibling. (laughs) Um... And yes, you know, I'll come see you every Thursday. We'll go to lunch. I'll take you to the doctor. Tell me about something fun. You know, you, you know when I can show up after great, amazing boundaries and, and, and healing my own heart and grieving some of the things that maybe I thought were supposed to be and have not been, then I can show up and be um, available and have fun and, and crack jokes about it. I like to laugh a lot about things, and that has been perhaps my protection. But I also think um, that's how I'm. That's how I'm wired. I laugh and try to have a good time, regardless of what's happening. And that's it. That's it. Go do the work. Go do the work, so you can be a better mother and have awareness and. If you've been hurt, speak it. Speak it, people. It's okay to say it. You know, there's no shame. You don't need to pretend that everything is fine. Nobody's fine. Everyone's a mess. Jesus. Some are just more um, proactive about going in there and doing the work and embodying the pain and the love and the grief and all of it because that's what being human is about. So thank you for listening and blessings. Thank you for listening to Tales of Recovery.